Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're so glad you tuned into the broadcast today. In just a moment, you and I are going to get back into the Word of God from a service that came from right here at Legacy Church, Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. I've also got some amazing glory stories to share with you. And you're saying, what's a glory story? It's, it's, what, it's a story of, uh, of what our good God is able to do in somebody's life when they put faith in him. And my wife, Sarah, has always said it like this. Faith in God will give you a story that gives him glory. That's what a glory story is. And God's already doing amazing things in the lives of the congregation here at Legacy Church. And of course, we continue to get great reports from our partners, just like you from all around the world. And if God's doing something in your life, we want to hear about it, especially if it's something that's come as the result of the word you've heard here at Legacy TV or through some of the ministry materials coming out of this ministry. We want to rejoice with you and we want to give God glory for it. And we want to report it to the congregation here because what God's done in your life is designed not just to bless you, but to stir faith in somebody else's heart so that when they hear of what he's done for you, they'll say, hey, if God did it for them, he'll do it for me. And that's what these stories are all about. We're going to share some of those with you in just a moment. Before we get into the word, let me just remind you of what the Lord has said to us about this year, 2021. We believe this is the year where we start living life more abundantly. So Jesus said in John 10, 10, that the thief doesn't come except to take something from you. But Jesus said, I've come to get something to you. The thief comes to take life. I came, Jesus said, to give it to you and to give it to you more abundantly. That means to the full until it overflows. The New Living Translation of that in John 10, 10, Jesus said, my purpose in coming is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Glory to God. And that's what we're believing God to see in this year and beyond. So take a hold of that word. Grab a hold of it and say, Lord, I believe that. Those are the words of Jesus. I can have those. I can live in those and you can have it. You can experience it. And that's what we're going to talk more about on this broadcast today. I've been telling you for the last couple of weeks about the good things that God's done here on property at Legacy Church. Many of you know we have been in faith together for solidly a couple of years now, believing God to get this place open. And now we are. As of the first weekend in December 2020, these doors are open and this place is filling up week after week after week. And that's why we want to give you a taste today on this broadcast of what's been going on here in this sanctuary at Legacy Church, Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. And we are so thankful uh, of the way the Lord has provided for us. We released faith together for $100 a square foot to get this 30,000 square foot facility open. And uh, as of January of this year, we have crossed over the finish line. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And if you've sown into that project, you can believe that every seed reproduces after its own kind. So whatever God's called you to buy up, whatever he's called you to build out, you've got seed in the ground. And that is an open door of access for God to go to work in your life, your family, and your finances. With that project being wrapped up, we still want to give opportunity for you today to sow into the ongoing outreach of Legacy TV. So if you want to do that, you can do it at pearsonsministries.com. 
Or if you're watching inside the United States, you can text your offering. Just text LTV and any dollar amount to 28950. Or if you're making a check, make it payable to Pearson's Ministries International and use the address that you see on your screen. Come on, let's get into the word together today from this service here at Legacy Church. And I'll be back at the end of this broadcast. Psalm 65, verse 11, it says, You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You know that word crown, it just means to surround or to encompass or to really, it's a picture of protection. I'm looking forward to a year where God surrounds me and surrounds us with His protection, with His goodness. It says that He crowns the year with His goodness. That means you can expect that His goodness is gonna cover you, is gonna surround you, is gonna go before you, go behind you. It is going to be the theme of your year. He will crown your year with goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Glory to God. I love how it says your path, not just my path that I can come up with or my plan or what I want to do or where I want to be or where I want to go or what I your path, your path drips with abundance. It drips with prosperity. It drips with that joy that comes with knowing God and His goodness. It drips with all the riches and the fullness of a life that God has for us. It drips with abundance. You know that word, His path, that is just His track. We want to track with God this year, don't we? We want to go where He wants to go. We want to be where He is. We want to go after Him with all our heart and our soul and our mind and our strength. You know, the Bible says that God inhabits eternity. That means he's already been ahead this year in 2021. He knows all that there is to come. He knows all that's ahead. He, he's lived in eternity. And we want to go where he's already been. And we want to cling to him. We want to go after him. We want to expect his goodness to surround us and to crown our year. You know, this song we've just sang, one part of it comes out of Psalm 27 and it says this I would have lost heart you know 2020 a lot of people started to lose heart but it says this unless I had believed to see the goodness the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and it says this wait on the Lord that word wait means to expect and to look for, to look for him, to search for him, to track with him, to go down the path that he's already prepared for you. Wait on the Lord, expect his goodness, be of good courage. That means take heart and he shall strengthen your heart. Then it says, wait, I say on the Lord, expect him to move. 
Look for his goodness. Look for his provision. Look for his abundance. Look for him. Oh, Father, we do. We look for you this morning. We go after you. We search for you. We track with you. We want to be where you've already been. We want to go where you want us to go. And we expect to see your goodness in the land of the living. Glory to God. Do you expect him? Do you expect his goodness this morning? Thank you, Lord. Sometimes I like to compare what this rich young ruler did to what Peter and other disciples did. You're looking for Matthew 13. Let me read this to you from Mark chapter 1. That guy walked away sad when he heard those two words, follow me. But in contrast to that, Mark chapter 1 says in verse 16, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, follow me. Now listen to these words. I'll, I'll make you become fishers of men. What does that mean? <laughs> Again, I know you and I were sitting up in here and we've heard preaching on it. We understand. Oh, he's talking about evangelism. I get it. He's talking about witnessing and it's kind of like fishing, right? And, and you, you give people the word and they grab a hold of it and you bring them into the kingdom. I get it. These guys don't get that. All Jesus said is, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Huh? What does that even mean? If you're just looking at the surface, you have no understanding of that. But listen to their response. I love it. Verse 18. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And when he'd gone a little further from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were also in the boat, mending their nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat with their hired servants and went after him. No explanation of what he meant. No second interview. Nothing. Just this invitation. Follow me, fishers of men. And they saw something. They saw something in his eyes. They heard something in his words. And you know what they did? They left the net. They left the net. That was that rich young ruler's problem. He wasn't willing to leave something in pursuit of something else. In his mind, he'd be losing. In his mind, all his material stuff was worth more than whatever this guy had to offer. But not for Peter and these guys. They were willing to leave the net. Now, this is not a hobby. This is not something these guys do on the weekends. This is a way of life. Fish in the net is money in the bank. It's food on the table. And they were willing at these two words, follow me. And then this cryptic information about being a fisher of men. What did he say? I don't know, but I'm going. And they left the net. They were willing to walk away from security, from a job, from income, because they saw something more valuable and they heard something more costly in his words. That's all he gave them was words. He didn't offer them a salary. He didn't offer them full or part-time positions. Follow me. And they saw something. They heard something. Now, wouldn't it have been funny if those guys had Followed him, but held on to the net. 
right? And Jesus turns around a day or two later and says, Peter, what's with the net? Well, what do we use a net for, huh? Have you ever been to a, you ever been to a circus or something? And you see those, those guys in the tights who climb the, the high ladder and they're going to go walking across that, that high wire and, oh, it's scary and, oh, it's so risky until you look down a few feet and there's a giant net. So is it really that scary? I mean, what's going to happen? He's going to fall and fall gracefully, gingerly into this net and spring back up and, oh, no, he's got a runner in his tights. What will we do? <laughs> this is the worst that could happen, right? It becomes risky when you take away the net. Right? Why? That net is something to fall on. And if Jesus had turned around and said to Peter, what's with the net? Well, we're following you, but in case this whole fisher of men thing doesn't work out, I've got this to fall back on. But he didn't bring it with him, did he? Left one thing in pursuit of something greater. And all he had to go on were words. Words. And in Matthew chapter 13, I want to show you this in contrast to somebody who walks away sad. Jesus said in verse 44 of Matthew chapter 13, he said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. Now listen to this. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and does what? Buys the field. And that's what Jesus told this other guy to do. Go sell what you have, give to the poor. You'll have treasure in heaven. Come follow me. But he walked away, not with Jesus, not forward in faith, back. He walked away sad. But this guy, Jesus said, this guy's working in a field and he's digging ditches and he comes across a treasure hidden in the field. Now help me out. Where's the treasure? Is it on the surface? No. Where is it? It's hidden. It's beneath the surface. And this guy's just working, minding his own business, going about his own life. And all of a sudden, clink, he comes across something in the field that he didn't know or was expecting to be there. And he uncovers it. And it's this massive treasure. And all of a sudden, he gets so giddy. He gets so full of joy and so excited. Jesus said he hid it again. <laughs> Buried the treasure back up. Runs. If you'll allow me here to just kind of paint a little backstory that may or may not have happened. I don't know. But he runs home. He comes bursting in the front door looking for his wife. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And she comes running out. What's wrong? What's wrong? He says, I don't have time. I can't explain it. We're selling everything. Everything's got to go. And he just starts throwing stuff in boxes and boxes and boxes. And he's putting everything. And this has got to go. And these have got to go. And we need all these kids. We're selling everything. And, and he's just boxing it all up. And she's like, stop, stop, stop. What is the matter with you? What do you mean we're selling everything? And he's, he's out of breath. And he goes, okay, I'll tell you. We're buying a field. <laughs> we're buying a field. She just hangs her head. She said, my mother was right. <laughs> you are crazy. You are out of your mind. I should have never married you. And he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. And he grabs her and he drags her out into the street and he makes his way to the field. And there he stands at the side of that field, looking at it, 
and his wife is standing there next to him and his kids and his mother-in-law, and she's just shaking her head. And now all his neighbors are coming by and they're just whispering, they're like, there's that idiot. There's that lunatic that sold everything. What'd he do with it? He bought this piece of junk. He bought this field and he's standing there looking at it and he's just grinning ear to ear. And when everybody else passes by, what are they doing? Looking at the surface. This old dried up thing and you got a dead tree in the corner and a pile of rocks over there. Are you kidding me? He sold everything. They got nothing left and he bought this. They're looking at the surface. Where's his joy coming from? Come on, help me out. Where's his joy coming from? Because he's looking at the treasure hidden beneath. What's beneath the surface. That's what he's got his eyes on. And in that moment, he decides, this treasure is worth everything I've got and then some. And what he's decided is this treasure can replace everything I've got. And then it can add to me what I don't have. It can add to me what I need, what I desire. This treasure, it's so massive. And now he's bought the field and he owns the field. He, that means he owns what's on top and he owns everything beneath the surface. That's why this guy is so full of joy. Not because of what the surface looks like, but because of what's hidden beneath it. And Jesus goes on, he says in the next verse, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl, somebody say one pearl, one pearl of great price went and sold all that he had and bought what? One pearl. You can't live in a pearl. You can't drive a pearl. You can't wear a pearl. You can't eat. Oh, I actually wear one. But you can't eat a pearl. You can wear a pearl, but it'd help if you had other stuff on too. You know, I mean, come on. But it was so beautiful. This guy found so much beauty in it. He said, because of its beauty alone, it's worth everything I've got. And what I don't have, it can add to me. The value in it, the beauty of it. Now, we look at the surface and you think, crazy, 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 crazy. It, you and I would be hard-pressed to think of one thing, one thing that you could sell everything for and buy and, and, and get that one thing to meet your need. I mean, you might could sell everything and what, buy a fancy car? But then what? You ain't got no house to park it in front of them, in front of you're not letting anybody eat inside it. So now you're starving and you sold all your clothes. So you can't get out of the car. This thing can't do anything for you. You and I would have a hard time coming up with one thing that's worth everything you've got. And if you were to sell everything to get whatever it was, you'd be crazy. But Jesus said, there is one thing. He said, the kingdom of heaven. It's like a treasure and it's buried beneath the surface. In other words, you've got to go looking for it out of a hunger, out of a desire. You go looking for it. And when you find it, it's worth everything you've got. It's worth going all in for. And I love that it says for joy over it. That rich young ruler walked away sad, but not you, not me. 
There's a joy that comes on the inside of us. Why? Because we see something the rest of this world doesn't see. When you hear the words of Jesus, you hear something the rest of this world doesn't hear. The rest of this world looks at this and says, it's an ancient book with a bunch of outdated ideas, maybe some moralistic things about you, things you could put in your life, but, but in general, it's just outdated, it's old. But when you look at it, you see something else. You see something else. Religion looks at the book and says, yeah, it's just a bunch of do's, a bunch of don'ts. Who's got time for that? You look at it and you go, no, 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 no. It's my life. These words are my life. How could one person look at it and call it a waste and another person look at it and say, it's my life and worth everything I've got? It's because you're looking beneath the surface. You see something they don't see. You hear something they don't hear. You know what the psalmist said? Put that up there for us, guys. Psalm 119, verse 162. Psalm 119, 162. He said this. I rejoice at your word. How? As one who finds great treasure. I rejoice at what? At your word. At your word. Now, it'd be easy to rejoice at a box of gold. Look what I found. It'd be easy to rejoice at a box full of money. Yeah, that's easy. Because on the surface, you get the value of it, right? I read a story one time about, about a man whose uh, grandparents, I think, had passed away. And he went back to their home along with his, uh, I think, cousins and aunt and different family members to help clean out the house. And he was up in the attic and came across a box and opened it up. Looked like it was some baseball cards and sports paraphernalia. And he brought it downstairs. He, he didn't know much about it. He thought they looked old. Um, but he put them on a, on a dresser in a room downstairs. And they stayed there for two weeks. Until finally he went back to it. He remembered it. He started getting some of these cards out. And I won't bore you with all the names. I mean, it was... Guys like Honus Wagner, I don't know if you know that name or not, but I think, what, maybe the first baseball card ever printed? And it was one right after another just like that. He finally took him in to get authenticated. It was worth over three and a half million dollars. It's been called the greatest sports paraphernalia find in history. And it sat in a box in an attic. And even after he found it, he put it on a dresser for two more weeks. What would you do if you found a box of three and a half million dollars? I'll sit that there and get back to that later. Back to washing windows, back to, what would you do? But why didn't he, why didn't he rejoice, huh? Why didn't he go crazy the moment he saw it? Had no idea what he's looking at. Wasn't until later that he found out. Why don't more people rejoice at this? Why don't more people get excited about this offering of life? No idea what they're looking at. No idea. Not you. Not me. Huh? And if you don't know, if you're new to all this, let me be the one to tell you, you have found a great treasure. You have found the words of eternal life. You have found abundant life. 
and it's worth everything you've got. There's not one thing you've got that's worth holding on to and keeping from him. The kingdom of heaven is a treasure. His words are treasure. And when you find them, you rejoice like somebody who found three and a half million dollars worth of baseball cards in the attic. Amen. Amen. Stand up on your feet. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You know, the thing that's always ministered to me about those parables, the guy digging in the field, the guy who sells everything he has to buy one pearl. It's easy to see that that's what we're called to, to to see that kind of value in the word of God and in the kingdom of God. But one of the things that makes it even easier to see that is when you realize that's the same thing God did for you. That's the same thing he did for you. That's the same kind of value he put on you. Help me out here. When he called you, when he graced you and anointed you, was he looking at the surface? No, obviously not. When God called me and gave us a, an assignment to do that, was he looking at the surface? No, no. What's he looking at? He said, I put something on the inside. I put something in there that's so rich, so valuable. You know what he did? He gave everything he had, everything for you, for you. He puts that kind of value on you. When you understand that, it's so much easier to look at him and to look at his word and to look at his things and go, yeah, and I put the same value on you, Lord Jesus. And when you hear something, you read something, you don't totally get it. You're not quick to unhook from it, right? You're willing to give in time. You're willing to maybe humble yourself a little bit and say, okay, maybe there's something I don't see yet. Maybe there's something I don't get yet. But I'm willing, Lord. I know this. Your word is full of life. Your word is full of life, more abundant. Your word is full of life, eternal. It's precious to me. It's a treasure to me. And if there's something I don't yet see, I'm going to stay right here until I see it. I'm not unhooking from you. I'm not unhooking from this family. I'm not unhooking from the people you've hooked me up with and connected me to. I will not disconnect from this life. It means too much to me. Can you see what I'm showing you here? This is what you do because it's coming. You know it's coming. You know there's something coming that you hear and you don't totally get it. Listen, if all you ever hear from God is something you expected to hear or wanted to hear, you ain't listening good enough. Because he will say some things to you that will challenge you, that will challenge tradition, that will challenge old ways of thinking. And if you're not open to it, you will turn away and walk away sad. But if you'll just be open to it and just say, I know there's treasure in here somewhere. I know there's, there's value in here somewhere and I ain't leaving till I find it. Amen. Don't you just love these stories that Sarah's ministering to us about the things that's ha that are happening in the lives of the congregation here at Legacy Church, in our partners' lives? This tells me one thing. The word is working. You need to say that out loud over your own life. The word is working. And the best time to say it is when it looks like it's not. No, that's the time you need to say, no, I know the word is working. I've heard the word. I'm putting the word into practice in my life and it is working. Now, the word I'm talking about is what Jesus said in John 10. And that's what we've talked about on this broadcast today and have been for weeks when he said, I came that you'd have life and have it more abundantly. That word is working. 
And you can tell by the stories that Sarah read to us, that word is working in the lives of people who hear it, believe it, and begin to put it into practice. And I want that same thing to be happening in your life today. And as it continues to happen, when you see that word working and you see where you're living life more abundantly and God's doing things in your family and he's doing things in your finances and in your physical body, we want to hear about it. Connect with us. You can do it through our website. You can do it through our app. Share your glory story. We want to shout with you and we want to let your story stir faith in the hearts of people all over the world. Amen. Thanks so much for watching today, everybody. We'll see you next time on Legacy TV. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit PearsonsMinistries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.